0: Welcome to the I Speak Fundy Biosphere series. We want to become more fluent when speaking about the Fundy Biosphere. In this series, we'll be covering everything from the sciences of ecology and forestry to climate action and even hiking, exploring, and tourism. Join us as together we learn how truly special the Fundy Biosphere is. welcome to the funny biosphere i speak podcast i'm ben cummings and today i have with me an artist that i met last fall actually i think it was in florenceville wasn't it colin yes sir yeah this is colin fowley a musician and artist who is actually fantastic hopefully you can uh i can share some of your stuff on the funny biosphere page but why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself and about the uh your little your journey as a musician
1: sure so, I mean, I started um, studying music when I was a kid. My parents put me in uh, piano lessons and then and voice lessons and, and choirs and that sort of thing. And uh, I started learning guitar on my own in my early teen years. Like I was right around 13, 12, 13, when my grandmother started teaching me some guitar. I finally got my own uh, a couple of years later. And, you know, I, I got to the point where I could strum and play songs and yeah. sing. And at the time I was more serious about studying jazz. And, uh, when I came out of high school, I had to make the decision as to whether or not I was going to study music or, uh, I wound up actually studying engineering. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll spare you the details of how that decision came to be. And it's, you know, there, there, there's still some emotional pain that, uh, that I don't need to process right now. just kidding. But, um, Anyway, so I had a previous career and started doing music as a hobby about 10 years ago and then started writing my own songs and recording a few things just at home using like GarageBand. And then it got, the hobby started getting more and more serious and I released, um, I recorded my debut full-length album, which was called Party Music, and I was still working a, a day job at the time. and. I decided, you know, it was just that I was at that point in my life where I wanted to to make a change, and music was going pretty well. Um, so I decided to to leave the uh, the other career and pursue this full time in uh, late 2018. So my timing wasn't the best when it came to you know touring for a year and then things getting shut down. But yeah. in the year of COVID, um, I was able to record my second album. We weren't under a time crunch, uh, you know, because of the circumstances and, and everybody being grounded. I was able to work with an amazing team of of people to to put it together, and I spent a lot of time in, in isolation, just working on my own musicianship, making up for for those years that uh, I wasn't focused on music, so that when opportunities present themselves, you know, I uh, I have the polish of uh, of somebody that's been doing this professionally for a lot longer than I have. And that, that's kind of been my focus and, you know, just every day trying to improve some aspect of what I do as, a, as an artist, uh, from playing the guitar to the songwriting and the time and care I put into editing and and lyrics and melody. And and my singing voice was always fairly strong when it came, uh, just because of the, the, the training early on, which has served me well. But, you know, trying to find the character in my voice and, you know, how best to approach singing the style of music that I do, which is really you know roots based it's if if country music hadn't evolved into what it is commercially today it would be considered country music but uh, i guess you know call it alt country singer songwriter what have you um it's all made with real instruments and you know people playing them imperfectly like humans but uh, you know to the best of our ability and I think that the songs are, uh, there's always some personal aspect in them. All the songs come from, from something. Uh, None of them are just, uh, you know, throwing lyrics on a page in order to have something to sing, you know? So I try and uh, at least be authentic with what I do for, for better or
0: worse. And that's what I really like about a lot of your uh, stuff and the things that I hear coming from you is that it is that natural sort of singer-songwriter, even folk almost, you could say, because it's really um, honest and and storytelling, which is something as a video producer that I like to do as well. But uh, actually, the reason that we've got you on today is because of the Rising Tides Festival that is coming up August 7th to 15th, I believe it is. So you're performing there uh, on the 8th.
1: Yes, so I'm performing on uh, it's Sunday the eighth at the uh, at the Albert County Museum, and I believe uh, there is a couple others on the bill. I know Tomato Tomato is there as well, and I, I forget the the third act that uh, that was part of that event. And to that person, I apologize. I'll uh, and I'll apologize profusely when I when I meet them in person, having not remembered on this podcast. But uh, Tomato Tomato are good friends of mine. They're an incredible. Uh, Husband-wife duo. Um, again, you could call that folk and all country as well, as uh, what I do. But we, you know, very, very different vibes. Yeah. Um, they uh, they have a very happy, upbeat energy, and a lot of my songs are like super depressing and, and talk about the darker parts of the human condition. So it's a nice it's a nice yin yang that, that we have going on with that lineup. I'm um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. And anytime I get to spend some some time with uh, with John and Lisa, is, uh, that's always a good time. So.
0: Well, and it's really nice there's going to be so much going on that week and i don't know how much you know about uh outside of what you'll be performing but for a lot of artists really they've been on pause for the last year and this for me at least is one of the first things coming back the first events mm-hmm. or big festivals being put on and what has it meant um for the last year i guess you've been producing producing an album but really what yeah. does it feel like getting back into the music scene playing live music again It feels really good Um, because
1: we're fortunate in New Brunswick to be a little more spread out than other areas. We we weren't completely shut down for that entire year. So I had a few one off performances here and there, uh, which is which is how we met, you know, at a a reduced capacity venue. uh, Second Wind Music Center up in Florenceville, which is a beautiful room. And instead of doing one big show, they split the audience into two and they did an early and a late show. And I've had a few of those smaller uh, smaller type events happen throughout the year, uh, including like uh, the album launch we did at the Fredericton Playhouse. But there was a cap of uh, it was less than 200 seats that we, wow. could, we could put in there, and um, at w- at which we had to reschedule a couple of times due to COVID concerns. And it, it um, you know, it, it was a challenge. Um, so it means a lot. And to have people coming out uh, and, and seeing live music in, again to be able to perform it, to be able to really connect with people has been, um, has been amazing. You know, we've, a lot of artists, myself included, we've tried to be resourceful in how to reach people during this time. And, and you know, a lot of it's been social media, posting content on the internet. Um, I've found, uh, a, 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 you know, a, a growing audience of dedicated fans through TikTok. And that algorithm is, uh, is good for showing you to people that, uh, that might like you that haven't heard of you. So it's, it's been a really useful tool in, in connecting with people. But that's ultimately why I write music is, uh, is for that connection. And there's no replacement for doing that live in front of, you know, real life human beings. And I don't think there ever will be. So it, it means everything to be able to get back to it. And I'm excited uh, because, you know, I, took, I had a lot of time off. There hasn't been a lot of, uh, of benchmarks along the way, but I feel that my live performance now is stronger than it was before. And, it, you know, it was something that I was, I was really proud of before the pandemic. So I, I'm, I'm pumped to be able to get out there and share and then just uh, connect with people again and, you know, hopefully get some, uh, some good feedback on, on what I've been working on during this time away.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. And actually, I, I, I'm i glad you mentioned it because I've seen a lot of your stuff. We haven't really spoken since we met back in November a lot. We've been back and forth yeah. a little bit, but I've seen a lot of your stuff on TikTok in passing. And it seems that that is such a great platform that even us at the Fundy Biosphere we haven't really jumped on yet because mm-hmm. a lot of our people seem to be Facebook and, and Instagram, but we're working mm-hmm. our way there. And I think for any artist um, or for anybody that is looking to grow an audience over on TikTok is, is huge. But what it do you is- feel
1: yeah go ahead i was just going to say that uh, some of the other uh, namely facebook and instagram so i i had worked on growing a fairly decent facebook following because i had a lot of uh, a lot of followers there and that's still the best for you know having events and and trying to coordinate and and organize people but it's such a crowded bit of airspace and became even more so during the pandemic with everyone you know online and, and trying to be heard that a lot of the techniques and tactics that you would use to reach people don't work anymore. And it's been highly monetized. So to be able to organically grow an audience is nearly impossible because of the, you know, the corporatization of, of Facebook and Instagram is owned by Facebook. So if you're not putting money into their system, then your, your reach is going to be limited. And my fear is that TikTok will eventually go in that same direction, but it's not there yet. And, you know, I hope that we can always find a platform for, for connecting organically with new listeners. Uh, that's that's important. And I mean, that's what you miss, not being able to, to tour. Yeah. So I'd go out and hit the road. And and if I go to a town I've never been before, I'm not expecting to play for, you know, a sold out room of hundreds. But, you know, being able to, to play to 10 or 20 people that are actively engaged and listening in your music, to, to your music, that's important. And, there's a saying that in order to have a sustainable music career, you really only need a thousand fans that are willing to spend some money on you, uh, on your music, on your merch, on concert tickets through every year, throughout the run of a year, to, to be able to sustain yourself. And so you don't have to be selling out to hockey arenas in order to be able to, to reach that, that platform. There's definitely a nice, comfortable middle ground to make a, uh, make a living as an artist, but you, you do have to be strategic about it and touring is, is one way to do that right now. TikTok's providing a, an alternative to just pounding the pavement. And so I, uh, I plan to always be supplementing what I do on the road with something online. Uh, I am competent with technology to, to a certain extent, I can record and edit videos and, and do all that. Um, and also I have, you know, a young family, so I don't want to be on the road six months out of the year. Yeah. I don't mind being out, you know, two or three months, but. In between, there's there's still going to be lots of space to try and find other ways to connect with people. So technology was and always will be a big part of what I do, but there there really is no replacement. You know, getting the energy to sing to your phone or sing to a, a camera mm. is not the same as, as having live people there and you feed off their, their reaction, right? They respond emotionally to something you're doing. That's going to inform your performance. And yeah, there's... A, you know, I've done a few sessions over Zoom where you
0: can see the people, but again, it's just—it's not quite the same atmosphere. Yeah, and I think that's extremely important for for a lot of artists. I think even visual artists that being able to go to art galleries again and and mm. not in that reduced capacity because, like you say, I mean, I've performed for years as well, and it's something that you really miss the energy of the people mm. there. And I, I haven't performed on on Zoom really yet, but I think it's something that will be important in coming years to be able to um, purvey and to be able to continue the the culture, especially in New Brunswick, because we've got some mm-hmm. incredible artists here on the East Coast that really um, may get passed over or may not have that pay to play aspect through Facebook yep. or Instagram. So it's nice that we're getting back out there and able to have events again, hopefully that we can have a lot more. But I'm glad that the rising tides and, and you are getting out to a number of festivals. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see what art can be put out there and what and what yeah. um, artists can really be producing now that we've sort of had that time alone, for lack of a better term, yeah. um, and that we can get out and really experience New Brunswick again, whether it be outside or whether it be artists like yourself or people who are um, really great at their craft. And I'm really excited to see yeah. what's what's coming up next.
1: I, I think that something that, I, you know, if I can get this message into the ear of one person, then it's, it's, it's worth it. I think that there's a perception when it comes to the arts that there's sort of an equivalency to sports in that the biggest talent eventually finds its way into the, onto the biggest stages. And music doesn't necessarily work like that. There's a lot of other things that go on in the music industry behind the scenes. So I'd encourage folks to go check out the smaller local venues. Even though you may want to, you you might prefer going to see, you know, the big stage at Cavendish or Harvest or, you know, one of those large festivals. Check out what's going on in your local venues, because I've seen artists that are every bit as good, are absolute world class, and they are playing the smaller venues just because of the way that the business works, and it's it's not um, it's not completely a meritocracy. So you could find something you know if you haven't seen tomato tomato before and you go to this uh, go to the the rising tides festival they might very well become your your new favorite artist period yeah and so it, again it's different and and taking uh taking that chance helps local artists it helps local venues and i think that there are folks that would be surprised at what they're missing because just because they don't know and yeah take a chance i think that uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised yeah, and especially,
0: especially with the um, musical arts, uh, it's, it's huge in smaller venues because you're going to hear a lot better. The acoustics are going to be a lot different than, like you say, those outdoor festivals and in a big amphitheater, it's going to sound completely different. And actually, yep. shout out to Peter McLaughlin at Second Wind, where Colin and I actually met that that yep. venue. Um, and a lot of small venues around New Brunswick, around the Fundy Biosphere, I'm sure have struggled um, because of the reduced capacity this year.
1: Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I'll play a show in a in a venue like uh, like Second Winds one hundred times out of one hundred rather than go try and bang my head against the wall to play a, a gig in Toronto. Yeah. So our our small towns kind of get this, what I'm what I'm saying already. Um, they don't know who I am and Florenceville will show up and I'll I'll sell out two shows. Yeah. And the bigger cities that have have some more content options might not be quite as open to just there's live music. Let's go see what that's about. But uh, the, again, there's a lot of really really great uh, artists that are playing these small venues in, in our towns. And uh, we're we're very fortunate. We have an incredible scene on the East Coast, and and um, it's not necessarily always just the Aiken Center or that uh, where you're going to find the top uh, the cream of the crop.
0: Yeah, I think I think the cream of the crop is going to be at the uh, Albert County Museum. As well. oh, hey, thanks next week. <laughs> awesome, Colin. Thank you so very much. I know you got to run here shortly, but where can people, other than the eighth, what time is that that show start? That
1: show is. I'm putting you on the spot. Um,
0: looking up. I think I'm on at one o'clock
1: p.m. ish. Let me just confirm. Yeah. So. One o'clock, but the the times are going to be a little bit flexible based on on what's happening and and the other events on the schedule. Albert County Museum, Sunday the eighth, one o'clock p.m. ish, and it's um it's a a suggested donation show so. You can uh, you can go and scope it out before you decide if it's worth uh, it's worth your your money. So yeah, for sure.
0: And if you haven't heard Colin's stuff, uh, check him out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Everything that he is doing is absolutely incredible. I've heard some of this stuff that he's putting out and going to be putting out, and you definitely want him to be on your your top list. Um, and the Rising Tide Festival because uh, there's going to be a lot going on, be it food and be it biking and beer and oh, there's going to be some incredible stuff. So if anybody listening. Um, or watching is keen on going to that festival from the seventh to the fifteenth. Definitely check it out, but be sure to uh, to see Colin on the eighth. Colin, thank you so very much. Thank you so much, brother. We'll uh, we'll connect and and do some collaboration here really soon. Oh, I have no doubt. Thank you. For more information about the Fundy Biosphere or to contact us, you can find us on social media or visit us at fundy-biosphere.ca.